I saw a video today of a of a leopard snow snow leopard getting pounced on by her baby and the snow leopard jumped about like like five feet into the air from like a full standing position like like it would have been all ankle strength on this snow leopard <laughs> all pounced five strength. feet in the air because the it's snow baby like, just, like terrified it i think all animals have ankles mm. if do they i think that i think you could consider the the joint between the whatever their version of a shin is and their paw and ankle. I mean, you could call it a wrist. Scientifically, if you want. probably not, but sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, like the actual bone, probably not called an ankle. Mm-hmm. But well, like, also an ankle it does not the same bone. job. An ankle is a bone. No, the ankle is the joint. It's not called the ankle joint. A it's joint is a bone. Joint. No, it's not. A joint is a joint. A joint is a combina- a combining of two bones. I'm pretty sure, like, joints are, like, a bone that essentially, like, they are bone. Are they not? I don't know. I didn't take biology in college, so the last time I would have learned anything I about this would have been high school, early same. high school. And I'm older than you, so that's nothing. By definition, a joint is a point where two bones meet to provide a framework that permits movement. Fucking just start the recording. I already did. <laughs> I've been Fuck. recording this whole conversation. This is our cold open, bitch. But I also just realized I haven't fed Louie, so I need to go do that real quick. Shit! I know! I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I'm Chase. And I'm Chloe. Welcome to Back to the Pilot. Today, we're taking a look at the maturity extremes of adult animation with King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. So sit back, face forward, and hang on as we take you back to the pilot. What, is this a roller coaster? Uh, yeah, I kind of picked it up from Roller Coaster. I'm just going to try and switch it up every once in a while. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with it. I just... Yeah. You know, I was just like, I didn't feel like... Kind of, it kind like, of felt so like a half-assed intro, but it's fine. Don't relax. Hang on. Face forward. Keep all hands and feet inside the ride. Better man ser sentados, por favor. I think we need to stop beating around the bush and yeah, get right Yeah, to it. I'm down with that. Uh, I'm first this week, yeah? You are. You are first. Uh, also, I would just like to apologize that we are a week late. We were on vacation together, and uh, we we just we decided to to be a week late. So sorry about it's that. Kind guys. of funny to say we were on vacation together because our families were on vacation I, together. Like you were on vacation with your family, and I sort of showed up. I mean, we were. But expecting... I wasn't really on vacation, right? Well, you were on vacation for working. a weekend. I guess. I mean, it, it was you like, for left me, like your home. it wasn't vacation because I was at my parents' house. It didn't feel like vacation. It just felt like I was visiting my parents and you guys happened to be there. But mm. the reason I was there was because of you guys. I don't okay. know. It's a whole thing. I just, it was this just a weird like way a, of This is sounding it. like a real you problem and like you're beating around the bush <laughs> a little bit more. I'm going to. It sounded really weird the way you said it. Like you said, we were on vacation together as though like you and I like. Like, we separately like went, on, went vacation. on a vacation no just like you and i went on a vacation together yeah no we did that's what it sounded like but like that's not necessarily how i would have thought about it but it is true okay okay <laughs> it was just weird Shh. to hear it that the way. people are sick of this chit chat the people are sick. we're gonna cut most of this anyway <laughs> yeah we are 100 percent. okay um i'm up for the up. Beat up, bada, boop. All right, I am up first this week. 
Um, I did uh, Beavis and Butthead. So, Chase, what do you know about Beavis and Butthead? Butthead. Um, I said that weird. Butthead. So, Go. Butthead. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, like like most of the shows we do, uh, I've heard of it and seen it. I know that it's like fairly immature humor. Um, Whatever could as you far mean? As what as far as the humor that comes from it at least from what i understand about it unless mm-hmm. it's like i've seen just the most immature parts uh but that's that's pretty much it i i was not a fan of like the animation style or the immaturity when i saw it first so i'd never watched it yeah i mean we probably uh, my first introduction into beavis and butthead is beavis and butthead do america i didn't i honestly didn't even know it was a show until we were like oh let's do this as a show I'd never seen the show. Um, yeah, I've never watched the show. Well, yeah. Like, uh, like I said, like I watched maybe an episode on Comedy Central at one point, or Adult Swim, or whatever it was, whatever it was on. But uh huh, uh huh, it was on MTV. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure it didn't Comedy Central <laughs> yeah, do? I'll get into it. Shut up! I'll get into, get into it. You'll talk. All right, it. here we go. Beavis and Butthead. So the title of the pilot episodes. Um, were door to door slash blood drive slash give blood. It was weird. There was like at one point, I don't know when the epi- what it was called when the episode was released, but there's a version of it called blood drive and there's a version of it called give blood. I don't know which one is the original. I will say finding information on this was quite interesting. So yeah, so those are that's the title. Pilot uh the pilot release date was March 8th, 1993. It released on MTV. Places you can watch it. So you cannot actually watch I could not find the pilot episodes on their own like on these seasons that are exist on the streaming websites, but you can watch Mike Judge's picks of see of this like uh, his favorite episodes which they like recreated seasons of it that way um and you can watch those on M- uh, on Paramount Plus and on the MTV channels on uh Prime on like you can if you I think you can have a subscription to the MTV channels too and gotcha. watch them that like way like a premium subscription yeah exactly um and then the creator's name is Mike Judge so yeah the series synopsis is animated MTV series about two. I can never do the reading of these. I'm so shit at them. <laughs> I fuck it up every time. All right. The series synopsis of it is animated MTV series about two teenage heavy metal music fans who occasionally do idiotic things because they're bored. For them, everything is cool or sucks. And uh, those are in air quotes, but I can't really do their voices. So, yeah. Um, the synopsis for Door to Door is Mr. Van Driesen gives the class an assignment to go door to door to collect charity to collect for charity, and while collecting, Beavis and Butthead run into a scary donor, Mistress Cora Anthrax. Um, and then Blood Drive, Beavis and Butthead donate blood in hopes of ranking of raking in the cash, giving a little more than planned to. The episode is sometimes entitled Blood Drive. <laughs> so it's just That's confusing. Hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to go a little bit into uh, Mike Judge's history, our creator's history. So Mike Craig Judge was born on October 17th, 1962. And oh, man, I looked up how to pronounce this and I already forgot. I'm going to fucking look it up again because I want to pronounce it properly. Hold, please. Isn't it just Guayaquil? Guayaquil. Guayaquil, Ecuador. 
So uh, he was born in Guayaquil, Ecuador. At the time of his birth, uh, Judge's father was working for a non-for-profit organization in Guayaquil and other parts of Ecuador, which is why he was actually there. Um, and that's why he was born there. However, he was actually raised for the bulk of his childhood in New Mexico. He graduated from the University of California, San Diego, where he studied physics. Um, study, it got a, mat, a Bachelor of Science in Physics. And then after graduating, he had several brief jobs in physics and me- mechanical engineering. But then he lost interest in a career in science, which is kind of crazy to me to go through the whole process of getting like the degree and then just losing interest in it. But, you know, that's life. And it yeah. worked out for him, honestly. So who cares? True. Um, But he lost interest in that whole career path and everything like that. So at a certain point he, well, in 1987, he ended up moving to Silicon Valley to join Parallax Graphics, which was a small low grade graphics card building company essentially. But due to uh, a dislike in the company's culture and some of his coworkers, judge actually quit after less than three months of working there. And then weirdly enough, he went on to become a bass player with a touring blues band. So, Guy's just doing whatever the fuck he wants and doesn't really care. <laughs> he was just like, eh, didn't do it for me. I'll move on to the next most exciting thing in my life. Yeah. And it, you know what? It worked for him because he was a part of the Anson Futter, Funderburg band, or Funderburg's band, for two years. And then while he was actually in that band, that's the blues band he was playing for, for two years, while he was in that band, he actually was taking graduate classes, graduate math classes at the University of Texas in Dallas. So just just kind of wild. Guys just I, I just I don't I think it's funny that if he wasn't interested in science, I don't know why he would be interested in math, but I could tell you. I mean, I I wasn't interested in science and I I minored in math, so But he did like physics and mechanical mechanical engineering. So it's like I don't know. I, I mean, so maybe he's more interested in like the theory, like statistics. Maybe. And, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, he ended up becoming an animator, director, actor, and all that kind of thing. So ultimately, a lot of degrees for not a lot of outcome with those. Did degrees. he actually grad? Like, did he actually get a actually, graduate degree? I don't think he did. I think he just took the graduate classes. So that's what I because I is uh, spoiler alert. Mike Judge also created my show. God damn it, I was going to segue into that, you bitch. <laughs> well, that's why I said spoiler alert. Yeah, well, you have um, two creators for I was just going to say, so. like, I have the same information that you have. So I was, I wrote down the same thing, and I didn't know if he actually got that graduate degree. So I didn't know if you found something different. I did not. Yeah, no. I, uh, I was making a poor assumption, and I regret it. And you can now burn my hands with cigarettes so we can move on. Done. Cool. Okay. <laughs> in 1989, Judge purchased a Bolex 16 millimeter. I got this. Judge purchased a Bolex 16 millimeter film camera and began making his own animated shorts. Um, I think in general he made his uh like multiple like he made animated shorts and live action shorts. It wasn't just animated, but he became really interested in animation in general. Um, not just live action stuff. And then in 1991, he created a short, uh, his or sorry, his short film Office Space, which was also known as the Milton series of shorts, uh, which was a more than just one short, was acquired by Comedy Central. Now, anybody who like my family is a big fan of the movie Office Space, obviously, oh, also created by Mike Judge. 
So I just, I did not know that it was something that was a short series that he created as his, like one of his first successful things. So I find that really interesting and kind of cool. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Hmm. There's a guy, he, uh, he created Psych, but he also wrote the screenplay <laughs> for Big Daddy. Um, yeah, but Mike Judge cr- actually didn't just write the screenplay. He created the short films and then went on to write the feature film and then direct it and that kind of thing. You know, a little different, a little different. A little different. Anyway, that opened up. So that is where he kind of got into Comedy Central and everything. Um, so maybe that's why you were thinking... I mean, it's highly possible Beavis and Butthead ran on Comedy Central at one point. Um, I also don't know if MTV was ever, like, in cahoots with Comedy Central either, so. In um, bed. In bed. With Comedy Central. In bed. Um, but then that kind of leads us into 1992 when Judge developed a one of his first short animated films called Frog Baseball. Um, which was in turn a, f- a short film featuring the characters Beavis and Butthead to be featured on Liquid Television, which was a 1990s animation showcase that appeared on MTV. So he kind of got his foot in the door with that short film off with the short film Office Space uh, with Comedy Central, and then from there was able to get a foot in the door with it was the first. So that's one thing, and I sent you the video for the link to it on YouTube for it. Mm-hmm. If you actually just search Beavis and Butthead Frog Baseball on YouTube, you will find it. Um, very crude animation, uh, I will say that. Um, it looks like it's like a filming of a phone. I mean, do you get, do I you think get that's that vibe being generous. Of it? That's the vibe I got off it's, of it. I think that's being generous, honestly. Um, but so that was like his first thing of the Beavis and Butthead shorts to air on uh, on MTV. Um, but then that short actually led to the creation of the show Beavis and Butthead on, and that obviously picked up by MTV, which is what Frog Baseball aired on. Um, in which Judge actually voiced both char- both title characters as well as a majority of the supporting characters, and he also wrote and directed a majority of the episodes. Um, so I don't, there wasn't really anything I could find about why he came up with the idea for Beavis and Butthead, how he came up with the idea for Beavis and Butthead. It seems like a lot of it is just like he was fucking sick of what he was doing, tried a lot of shit, and then went on to be successful with some stuff he was making clearly had an eye for comedy and and yeah so uh one of the things that i did find really interesting um which was kind of how the pilot was received this isn't so much by critics but what judge looks back on for the pilot um judge was incredibly there's like a quote by him but it says uh judge was incredibly uh Judge, geez, judge judges himself? That's a terrible fucking sentence. I just realized that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You had pun, you had pun brain. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure did. Uh, I'm just going to say judge is highly critical of himself and the animation quality of the earlier episodes. And in particular, he was very judgmental of blood drive slash give blood and door to door, which he described as, awful and i don't know why anybody liked it i was burying my head in the sand um (laughs) which is hilarious and then it's just a little tidbit in that same little section where they talked about how the series ended up spawning the feature film which is called beavis and butthead do america which is the only thing i actually knew of beavis and butthead before we decided to do the show 
I've truly so I've accidentally started watching the judges' picks um, for that pilot, like for what I thought was going to be the pilot episode, and then I was like, this doesn't make any sense because it says the pilot episode is called Door to Door and Blood Drive and blah blah blah, but. It's not a terrible show, but they are very short. They're very skit, like skit and sketch. Yeah, they're based. all like four to five minute long. Yeah, which is like some people are it's like, oh, animations are like that. It's like a 15 minute hat, like for a half hour bit. And in my mind, and I, this is something I couldn't find, but I really wish I could. But I don't know how it would be possible to be any longer. But the one episode I was able to find, Blood Drive, was what, six minutes long, right? Yeah. Like it was really short. And I found like an audio recording of the door to door, but it, I don't know how accurate it truly was. But it was also really short. It was like five minutes. So I don't think that this, I think this aired on like, like I think the show as a whole aired on like 15 minute air slots. Because otherwise it just doesn't make sense. So what are you going to have freaking that many commercials for the like this short of productions i don't know but yeah i mean if i had to guess i'd say that it was just like a between shows you know like like i know at least on things like adult swim there would always be those really short skits and comment and not not comedy central uh cartoon network mm-hmm. um like they would do like things in the five minute time frame between the end of one show and the start of the next and they would have little either animations or like short live action things that are like just filler stuff yeah like i could Uh, totally see mtv picking that stuff up to just fill do some filler stuff but it is interesting because it was considered a show where it's like if it was a filler i feel like it's like a mini series almost but it also makes (laughs) sense but the mini series is not how long the series is but how long the episodes are yeah but it also makes sense as to why judge decided to create essentially when the when it went to syndication for streaming he created his favorites and created seasons out of those um, yeah. but the show actually did get a revival in 2011, a brief revival, and then it was canceled again. Um, it actually aired the, the revival episode actually aired to 3.3 million people. Um, which is crazy. Cause I really like, I know wow. Beavis and Butthead, I know the movie, but I guess I just never thought it was like that big. So, and he's talked about how he'd be open to doing, doing it elsewhere and like continue creating it in its short little lived lives but i don't know it's just interesting but that's i mean honestly that's kind of all i got on the on the show short sweet short sweet not that short and sweet because it took us like five minutes just to get into the goddamn show (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean yeah i mean overall this episode will probably be short obviously because of the fact that half of my creators are mike judge so um (laughs) He's got two creators. One but. was my judge. Um, yeah, I just stopped uh, at the Wikipedia when it started saying uh, King of the Hill. So King of the Hill makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just skipped the part that's, that was talking about uh, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Um, again, nice. we, we pick these shows very commonly. Fully like, having not no knowing. idea. Neither of us had any fucking idea my judge was a part of both of these shows. So we kind of picked them based on their animation style and their humor. That's really why we picked them. So it makes sense. 
it does right like like at the end of the day it like makes sense why we would we would associate these shows together but in my head i just like always think every time how does this keep happening but <laughs> we need to start I mean, spot checking before we just do it we need to do like a who is the creator on our shows before <laughs> we just fucking say yeah we're gonna do those two together oh man yeah i don't know i i kind of like it i think you know, it makes for shorter episodes, and we've sort of traded off. I've done the. It's really I've not though, because then we do this kind of, of stuff, and, and it doesn't. On one or two of them. <laughs> yes, but. sorry, I just talked over your whole thing. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, from from what I saw, I did watch uh, Frog Baseball. Mm-hmm. I watched Blood Drive or Give Blood or whatever it's called. Uh huh. Um, and it, I it's watched. Either or. I watched a little bit of uh, Mike Judge's favorite Beavis and Butthead uh, clips 101. Nice. Which is season one, episode one. I watched a little bit. I think I watched the first two skits and just like stopped because I was I was doing it while I was working today. So I just didn't, didn't have fair. all the time in the world. But that's ultimately, fair. I mean, none of them made me want to go back and keep watching. No. We'll get to that. To the we'll super, get to we'll that. We'll get into but, the superlatives. But I yes, mean, I mean, should we just get into the superlatives? Yeah, which I will say, I uh, these are so short. I have no idea how to even pick, like, a favorite. In, like, I truly, there's, like, a favorite part I have in one of them, but, like, I didn't pick a favorite character, or at least. Like, the primary people... You have two characters. <laughs> you have Yeah, you have Beavis and Butthead, and then the, the people that kind of happen around them. So, it's just kind of like, and, I didn't really yeah. know who to pick. It's like, what, you picked the nurse for being super fucking crazy and not monitoring the fact that they have... They're, like, donating their entire blood amount? Yeah, I don't even fucking know. Yeah, so... Um, here's Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I hate both of them, Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. I find them annoying. I would ne- <laughs> I I would not watch this show like ever. That's fair. I mean, you <laughs> like, don't ha- the, yeah. Like it's one thing to like like oh this the show's on at like I don't know. Not that this would happen in this case, but just like trying to think off the top of my head, like if if I if I, I mean, walk into a dentist's office or a doctor's what? office, and yeah, this was on, on TV, I would either request that they change it. Oh, wow. That's or like... I, I mean, like... That's like, a I've been move. to <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if I'm the only one in the waiting room, and and they just have that on, I'm going to be like, are we? can we change the channel or something? Uh-huh. That's fair. Like, I would just, like, very casually ask if that was possible. Whereas I've been to, like... I've been to a dentist's office and they, they like have TVs in a lot of them nowadays while you're getting your like tooth work done. And, you know, they'll ask you like, oh, what do you want to watch? And I'll say, oh, I don't really care. And oftentimes it's just like the HGTV or Food Network or something. Mm-hmm. And like they have full cable. I could watch whatever I want. If it was. You could watch Game of Thrones. You could watch Cersei and brother doing the dirty. I said, they, I said it's I said it's the, they have cable. I didn't oh, say they have shit. HBO plus. You don't um, have to have HBO Plus. You just there's per- no such thing as HBO Plus. <laughs> no, there's HBO Max though. <laughs> yeah. Um, and anyway, you, you're um, not a fan of the show. I, wouldn't watch. I mean, we fan. yeah we I think the the viewers this is fucking audible. Um, the listeners get it. You know. You, you, Should I say it? I mean, honestly, like you can say it three more times. I mean, even the like the frog baseball one is fucking. 
weird as shit. It's just not my humor. Here's the thing. It's some people's humor. Trailer Park Boys, not my humor. That I kind of equate that very similarly Same. to this kind of humor. And it's just not my humor. Not saying that it's not funny. It's just not funny to me. Clearly enough people think it's funny. 3.3 million people watched the new airing of it in 2011. The new episodes. So <laughs> it's obviously funny to a specific set of people. It it's is. just not quite to us. And if I'm being honest, my favorite part is just when they do the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing and the whole reason that they're doing the blood drive to get money is to go see the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's as far as superlatives go, that's all I got. And my noodle the, stars um, is a two. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a favorite character. My favorite part, it, I, I, this was my favorite part. I didn't know which one we were doing. I was using frog baseball, which is fine. My favorite that's, part of that one was when they just they saw the dog and then they said dog baseball. baseball. Yeah, <laughs> that one got a chuckle out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, one out of seven good noodle stars. Yeah, I gave it two because there were definitely times that I laughed, like the brief short laughs. But there were right, times. I guess a, I if say- a one is the absolute minimum, then I'll give it a two because. Like if I'm thinking there's a zero oh, absolute minimum, then I guess I'm giving yeah. It a one. I was thinking but I guess we didn't really do it's zeros. a one to seven rating, so we we don't yeah. do zeros. I'm just yeah. But also, I was gonna say like I liked, I got like halfway through the Mike Judge's picks, and I liked some of the stuff in that. I thought it was kind of funny. So it's just the animation well, styles a little. I mean, yeah. to be fair, Mike Judge himself said that he doesn't like. Oh them. yeah, exactly. He said he fucking. Well, he didn't say he fucking hates them, but he said they're <laughs> awful, and I don't know why anybody liked it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> even he knows that those early episodes are terrible. So, but it is what it is, you know. You wanna you wanna talk about King of the Hill? Yeah, I can I can do some King of the Hill talk. <clears throat> you have All to right, take a pee. So- I knew you were gonna have to take a dump. God damn. King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. King of the Hill. Go ahead. King of the Hill. What do you know? Not the game. Television show. Oh. What do you know about it? For a second, I was like, King of the Hill, the game. And then I was like, oh, yeah. We used to play that in Lake Powell. Um, yeah, we did, actually. Fucking Taylor would just whip us off the trampoline thing. Um. Anyway, King of the Hill, I knew literally nothing about it. I like The only thing I knew about it was the title sequence with the the four neighbors standing on the which is so I don't know it's so weird to me um the four neighbors just standing on the sidewalk just standing out on the yeah. lawn yeah <laughs> it's just not it's not even the lawn they're literally on the sidewalk right. they're just standing like just who the does their like there. I'm all listen I'm all for day drinking and drinking starting at like a certain time and like with your neighbors I'm down for it why on the sidewalk I just find it weird but that's literally all I knew. I, I found out the stuff about Mike Judge when I did my research. Otherwise, prior to that, I never watched the show. Like, I genuinely don't think I had seen an episode of uh, King of the Hill. I just knew about it because there were people I knew that enjoyed it. Yeah. That's so. fair. Um, I will say I, I did actually know, uh, like, of Mike Judge. Like, the fact that he created King of the Hill. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew who Mike Judge was, but I didn't know he created King of the Hill. I had no idea. I also didn't know that he voiced Hank Hill. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, like, I didn't watch it much. I I mean, I would watch it uh, on Adult Swim when I was younger because uh, it would just pop up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't be bothered to change the channel or anything. Uh, but it wasn't my favorite show. 
similar to like how we've said before, like I would prefer to watch something like American Dad or Family Guy. It's just more our humor. humor. Just yeah. is better for me. But uh, I do. I don't hate King of the Hill. I I do like some parts. Yeah, I definitely didn't hate it. I, I just had never watched it. Our family never watched. I mean, I think ultimately that's what a lot of these shows that I've learned from our us doing this podcast is that. A lot of the shows that neither of us had watched was not necessarily due to the fact that we didn't like it, but more so the fact that it came out around a time where we would have watched stuff our family watched. So yeah, and this was just not something our family watched. More limited to what (laughs) our parents wanted to watch. Yeah, or (laughs) I mean, maybe everybody else for you. For me, it was what my parents wanted to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so I'll get into into the actual information about it here so the episode title as usual is pilot and it originally aired on january 12th 1997 on fox if you want to go watch it you can watch it with subscriptions to fubo tv and hulu uh with premium subscriptions to youtube tv and sling tv uh you can also catch reruns on cable television i believe um you believe or you know i mean are you just i I don't i don't actually know i'm I'm guessing because i've seen reruns I'm guessing because I've seen reruns of it, but not recently. So, yeah. Uh, but it's one of those shows where, like, it's not old enough to just no longer have reruns, but it's just old enough to have reruns. I don't think it has anything um, <laughs> to do with age. I think it has to do with view, like how many viewers are actually still watching it. True. Uh, and it anyway, is a very popular me. show. But uh, the synopses are as follows for the show. A straight-laced propane salesman in Arlen, Texas, tries to deal with the wacky antics of his family and friends while also trying to keep his son in line. And then for the episode, a social worker mistakenly believes that Hank is abusing Bobby. When Bobby finds out what is happening, he takes advantage of the situation. And it was created by Mike Judge and Greg Daniels. Mistakenly? I don't think uh, he mistakes. He, like, full-on thinks that he's abusing his son. Yeah, the social worker mistakenly believes that to be true. Oh. Right, that's the mistake. I thought it was mistaken. Okay. Um, Go ahead. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was created by Mike Judge and Greg Daniels, and we have talked quite a bit about Mike Judge, so I won't get into that. Plus, I don't think I have anything to add to anything that you said um, because he worked on King of the Hill immediately after his work on Beavis and Butthead, so there Mm -hmm. was no other – there's no additional information to add leading up to the creation. But uh, I will get into some information about Greg Daniels. Uh, He was born on June 13th, 1963 in New York City. Uh, His mother was also a librarian, which I thought was interesting. Uh, And his father was the president of ABC Radio Network. I actually didn't say what Mike Judge's parents did. Oh, I thought you did. No, I said that his father father was in. Was in. Yeah, his father was an archaeologist and his mother was a librarian. Yeah. So that's my bad. But. I thought you had mentioned it. My apologies. No, that's my um, own fault. I should have said what his parents <laughs> did, but instead I didn't because I'm a bad researcher. But I just but, wanted uh, to point yeah. out, cause since you made the comparison and I forgot to actually say it, Mike Judge's mother was also a librarian. So, Well, interestingly enough, yes, they were both librarians. Both of their mothers were librarians, rather. Um, and Greg Daniels' father was the president of the ABC radio network, so there was already some uh, connection to entertainment industry in his family uh he initially became interested in comedy as a kid watching monty python's flying circus uh and supposedly like i feel like it's written in such a way that feels like it's alleged but i bet it came up in direct interview but like in the in the 
I shouldn't say I bet. I know it came up in a direct interview with him and Conan O'Brien that his first joke was actually a joke he wrote for his father about Karnak the, Mag the Magnificent. And that joke was eventually used in the Office episode, The Dundies. Huh. Um, Interesting. He wrote that joke when he was 11 years old. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, I had to look it up. Karnak the Magnificent is a, was a recurring comedic role played by Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Um, I mean, I had no, literally fucking no idea. Yeah, so I, I had no clue. It's just a reference to something older than us, I should say. Uh, anyways, of another time the... is a better way to say it. <laughs> so we don't, you know, yeah, just alienate that demographic of listeners. Us. No, I'd alienate them. Fuck them. <laughs> we got we got some of their listeners. We got my Fuck dad em. on the show. He appeals to that audience. Uh, <laughs> Your dad appeals to the younger audience more than anybody else. More than me, that's for sure. He's, but that's just because he's trying to draw them in. That's True. his whole job. That I mean, it's his not job. his whole job. It's whatever. It's part of his job. Yeah. Anyway, um, continue. Anyways, yeah. Uh, when Greg Daniels got older, he attended the <clears throat> Phillips Exeter Academy and then went on to Harvard University, where he wrote for the Harvard Lampoon with Conan O'Brien. Um, oh, wow. That's and, really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So he, he actually became, I imagine he became really good friends with O'Brien because they both went on to accept jobs with a company called Not Necessarily the News. Uh, but they were soon fired due to budget cuts. Uh, the both of them then met with Lorne Michaels, and Lorne gave them a three-week tryout on SNL in the writing staff, uh, which they both got a job on. Nice. Um, and so uh, even while on the staff, Daniels won an Emmy for Outstanding Writing for a variety music or comedy program. Uh, and then he eventually left the staff three years after uh, getting hired in 1990. Have... Oh, okay, cool. I was literally just about to ask the year. Yeah, yeah. So it was 1887 when he started working at SNL. Okay. 1990 when he left. Um, did he just... did a couple other things in between, but uh, in 93, he actually joined the writing staff for The Simpsons. Uh, and his first day on The Simpsons coincided with Conan O'Brien's last day on The Simpsons. So, <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, just a lot of interaction between him and Conan. I'm sure and, they're friends. Uh, he wrote for The Simpsons from the beginning of season five through uh, parts of season seven before being asked by Fox to go work on King of the Hill with Mike Judge. And you're probably thinking, wait a second, how does that make him a creator if, you know, they asked him to come onto the show and do the creation? It's because he showed his penis. I asked myself the same exact question. <laughs> no, it's not because he showed his penis. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that's how you become a creator on things. Not in this case. Not oh, at, maybe wow. more maybe more often than not, but not in this case. Wow. Um, one, one in a million. Uh, but um, to get into that a little bit, we have to. There's a little bit of backstory on the actual creation of the pilot. So after Judge's success on Beavis and Butthead, he wanted to expand his uh, adult animation creativity and wanted to base a show based on his uh, experiences in the suburbs of Dallas. Uh, so that prompted him to create King of the Hill. He originally conceived the idea, drew the main characters, and wrote a pilot script. Um, but Fox was actually uncertain about the premise. Uh, just being like with that being the only premise, essentially. Um, so they brought Daniels in because of his experience with writing on successful television shows. 
so Daniels rewrote the pilot script, added a few, or uh, yeah, added a few recurring characters, which included Luann and Cotton. Uh, and then he also had the idea to make Dale Gribble a conspiracy theorist. Um, okay. And I mean, so he uh, had a pretty influential part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it kind of makes <clears> sense <throat> just based off of the fact that Mike Judge went from Beavis and Butthead, which is not an over. They're very short stories. It's like doing yeah. short form content versus long form content, honestly. Yeah, very different. Uh, but like, so they compared Judge's uh, emphasis for writing more on political humor that was really focused on Hank's social conservatism. Uh, and then Daniel sort of focused his writing more on character development and provided emotional context. So that's where the two sort of came together. And that's why Daniels was so important on the success of King of the Hill. And Judge was so pleased with his contributions that he chose to credit him as a co-creator. So it was Judge's decision to credit him that way and gave him the co-creator title, which would not normally be given to him, I think. Normally, he would be given a developer role or dev a de developer credit mm. based on. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes did. sense. Um, but other than that, like the conception for the show was just Mike Judge lived in Dallas and he wanted to write a show about, you know, Texans based on his experiences in Dallas. And other than that, there's not really any further information, which I don't think it needs any further information because the uh the show creates humor from the mundane you know i think mm -hmm. we've talked about a couple of shows that have done that like it it really just creates that humor based on what would normally be a really typical just day in the life of somebody living in arlen texas yeah, yeah. um but the show was a, like a huge success on fox i mean in the in the 97-98 season, it was one of Fox's highest-rated programs, which even and even outperformed The Simpsons that year. Um, like I think it, I think that same year it was number fifteen. Wow. That's uh, on the Nielsen ratings list. That's kind of so crazy. Pretty high. The show ran for thirteen seasons, uh, and then eventually got canceled. So it wasn't like it just. I think it its viewership like, sort of dropped off. And then it actually started picking up a little bit, but, you know, Fox just kept saying, or not they kept saying, but eventually they just said, all right, we're going to give you, I think they said like two more episodes, create a finale, and then you're done. Um, and actually the thing that replaced King of the Hills time slot was the Cleveland show, which is ironic because the huh. Cleveland show was significantly less successful. Yeah. Well, I guess um, that's why I find it hard to like, when you say the show's on for 13 seasons and then... It got canceled. It's hard to like, say it's canceled, it's, but yeah, it, it's it, like, it was officially canceled. And I guess it's different it was, it for animation, end, right? Like, it's like animations don't really have story arcs, right? Like, they don't have a necessity for it, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of them are... Uh, what the, I would, what's the term? Um, I would place King of the Hill anthological, separate. Anthological, yeah, essentially? Yeah, they're more anthologies, Yeah. Yeah. Like the the like so the Simpsons and Family Guy for successful. sure. <laughs> like, Simpsons and Family Guy for sure are like anthologies. Like the the events of the previous episodes have absolutely no. Uh, and then they have, have like absolutely certain no part episodes impact right? like on the future. Three episodes. part episodes where it's like oh yeah, to be continued yeah. Uh, but King of the Hill does actually have some overarching storylines to it. 
Oh, interesting. And while it, while it is like, uh, it is kind of like, I would, I would compare it more to a sitcom than just something like the Simpsons or family guy, because, you know, I, I don't think Bobby specifically ages so much. So as he, but he does like, like he has, um, like major life events that are like well-tracked. Uh, And there are certain other things that are well tracked, like they do like Bobby and his best friend Joseph going through puberty um, and uh, like I think them going to high school as well. Uh, And there is sort of reference. I don't know if there's direct references to older episodes in that sense, but like those the things that have happened in the show do have consistency throughout the rest of the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. Like just because one thing happened in the show, uh, in like Family Guy, doesn't mean that this like obviously, you know, they kill off characters all the time that are not actually dead. Uh, whereas in in King of the Hill, that that consistency is there. Uh, there's continuity. That's the word I was trying to think of the word. <laughs> there's continuity to the show. There's continuity. That's the word. I figured it out halfway through explaining it. Love that um, for you. But yeah, sorry. Well, that was we a said this bit was going to be a shorter episode. Was, well, I know, but but you were asking, and I had I was just try, I felt the need to explain. Um, yeah. Uh, ultimately, the most important thing is that it was recently announced that Judge and Daniels are forming a new company called Bandera Entertainment, and the King of the Hill revival is one of several series in development. Oh, I wonder and the revival if is expected head. to feature age, aged up characters. Oh, okay. So, like an older Bobby Hill. Yeah. For example. I mean, it's about time. Come on. Bobby Bobby grew up. Come on. Bobby grows up. Bobby grows up. We need up. to see it. We need well, to I give the see, people what they want. I want to see Good Hank. Do you know of Good Hank? Uh, I don't. I mean, again, like so, this, uh, well, the pilot episode is the most, the uh, only full episode of the show I have ever watched. One of the, one of the continuity things is that... Um, Hank's kind of like Pickle Rick. Cotton. No, it's not like oh, Pickle Rick. Damn it. Uh, Hank's dad, Cotton, uh, he like has uh, he has another son with a with his wife. Um, not not Hank's mother, but a different per- a different woman mm-hmm. who's like the same age as Hank, maybe a little bit older, maybe even a little bit younger. I don't know. Uh, he has a, he has another son with her, and he names him Good Hank. <laughs> so <laughs> fucked up. That's literally his name. Um, so yeah, Hank's, Hank's brother is named good Hank and is a a literal infant at the end of the show. So interesting. Okay. Interesting to see. Yeah. Interesting. Very kicking and screaming. But that's it. Like hands up, pencils down. That's the end of, uh, my (laughs) spiel on King of the Hill. That's what they're fucking sayings today. Hands up, pencils down. I mean, listen, I, you did a phenomenal job. I did not know that much about, uh, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm already forgetting his name. Greg Daniels? Greg Daniels. Greg Daniels. Yeah, I did not I did not know, know that. That's really cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to add. They both have very interesting like, backstories. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. They definitely do. Both Judge and Daniels have wildly interesting backstories. Pretty different, but both very interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it'd be, I don't have anything else. So I was wondering if you just wanted to get into some superlatives. Some yeah, we might actually know. have some superlatives this I, time. Yeah, I do have. <laughs> I honestly still, though, even still, I don't have a least favorite character part, honestly. So, um, My favorite character in that episode was Dale. Oh, I think Dale is nice. hilarious in that episode. I picked Bobby. I liked Bobby. Interesting. Is that your least favorite character? That is my least favorite yeah, character. Kind of figured. I just think Bobby's but, fucking hilarious, but I, like he is also he just is so funny, redeeming. They just have such a great redeem. I didn't. This is why I didn't have a least favorite character though. It's like I don't. All of the characters that started making me feel, you know, like like Hank in reality bugs the shit out of me, but he still has the redeeming qualities at the end of the episode, and it just like the redeeming moment at the end of the episode versus like. When we did Family Guy and Peter's just a fucking piece of shit and it just doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like the, the redeeming moments I, happen in this show for all the characters to me. So I think it's I think it's so interesting that you think like Hank is the one who has the redeeming moment because I think Hank's the one who's the good guy all episode. I mean, I think he's a little bit overzealous with his son. I think he's a little bit, he's, he's, uh, listen, he's not abusing his kid, but the guy has fucking anger issues. Yeah, and, and that's a whole, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> There's an entire episode de- dedicated to Hank's anger And issues. I'm sure there is, but um, like, as someone who's literally only watched this episode, like, it's a really interesting first episode to have. Because I just, like... The what the thing for me is that like there's that obviously the the situational irony of it is that obviously we know that um we know that Hank is actually good to his son. Uh but then his like the way that Bobby manipulates him by doing that stuff to him and Hank actually showing the restraint of not snapping at him for fear of losing his only son, who he loves that much, is like I think that's, you know, but then, that's impressive. But I see it that's from the side thing. of, like, Bobby, where it's like, Bobby's just doing it because he truly thinks that he can, he's, his dad doesn't love him. Like, he truly thinks that. I, I like, I know that that's obviously the end. I just don't buy it. The way that Bobby's story is told in that story, that's why he's my least favorite character. It just feels so, like, forced. Interesting. Hanks feels feel less that. forced to me, but that's that's yeah, the way I see. Fair it. enough. I, I mean, I just um, I, dis- I disagree. I think you're an idiot. I think you should probably just uh, consider actually leaving the podcast and no. leaving the podcast. No. I mean, I feel that like I just like I, you, I just thought but I, I do just strongly Bobby. suggest you leave. Uh, <laughs> I just I like Bobby. I stand by my statement. Feck off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my favorite part of the episode was when Dale is. You know, he's like, I'm just going to fix Hank's car here. And uh, Bill's like, I don't know if you should be touching his car. And then he cuts the fucking brake line. And he's like, well, I got to go. <laughs> and then just walks away. I mean, mine is similar to that, but it's actually like right before that when Hank is fixing his, he's doing his own work on his car. And then the fucking hood falls on him and Dale just walks away. And oh, I'm like, yeah. you're not going to help him. Why? What? Like, oh, why? Man. Like, there's no part of this scenario that you're in trouble. Just help the guy out of this. Like, what is wrong with you? 
some good stuff. Very funny. Yeah. That's why I like Dale. That's why he's my favorite character. Fair enough. Uh, you have my least, least favorite? favorite. My least favorite part was the montage of Bobby just taking advantage of Hank. Unsurprisingly, based on what I've yeah, said already. That's fair. I did not. Uh, I didn't really pick a least favorite part. Like, uh, not really. There's no really in that. I didn't pick a least favorite part. But when I kind of look back on the episode, I think that just the whole the whole concept of the gossip of why he even gets reported to social services in the first place is what Insane. annoys me. But I can totally see that happening back then. No, yeah. But that uh, like honestly, I can still mouth. see it happening. That's the problem. It's like I could still see that happening. And I think that's why it annoys me. Like, you could still report someone to social services if they behave that way in a grocery store and their son had a black eye. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could have. But, like, it's one thing for, like, the person who immediately sees it to do it and another thing for them to tell somebody who tells somebody who tells somebody who tells somebody. Yeah, for sure. That person reports it. Um, But I see what you're – I totally get what you're saying. Like, and that's what – that's what they're there for, right? They're there to do the investigations. That's why that guy is doing his. Oh yeah, social Obviously, that necessary. guy was unprofessional because he, he just turned he into immediately a fucking crazy jumped ass to a vendetta, <laughs> and he jumped to a fucking conclusion without any, like, with barely any support of that conclusion. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I will say that as somebody who is from LA, I was a little bit offended. But no, um, but you're like half, like you're half from LA, half from Las Vegas, a point 0.1% 50% LA, 50% Vegas, 50% Colorado. Half uh, man, half bear, half big. You, you, what? I don't consider St. Louis a part of my life. Yeah, but you literally (laughs) lived there for a big chunk of your life. So (laughs) it was three years. (laughs) It was only three years. I thought it was longer. No, I I was there from for, uh, sophomore year to senior year, and then I dipped. I went to college. <laughs> then I dipped. Whatever. Either way. I mean, four it's funny because it's like the classic, like, Texas. I also gave it four out of seven. Good noodle stars. But it's, like, funny because it's like, oh, this, you know, California hooligan. Yeah, it, is. it is classic. That's what makes it understandable. Because mm-hmm. I would say that I would probably make, I would, I would laugh. I mean, I do laugh. I laughed at that joke. Uh, I'm not a dumbass. Um, eh. and I would laugh at, you know, a California show making the same joke about Texans. Mm-hmm. So it's all Fair in enough. good humor. Fair enough. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate every one of you for taking the time to do so. If you don't currently go ahead and follow us on your podcasting platform of choice, as well as on Instagram at back to the pilot. If you think of a show that would be great for the podcast, leave a comment or send us an email to let us know. On the next episode, we take a look at middle-class home life with Malcolm in the Middle and The Middle. As always, we hope you had a fantastic time listening, and we'll see you next time when we take you back to the pilot. So long, everyone. That was a much better outro. It felt much better. Yeah, no, much better. Beautiful. Almost a uh, boom-nailed-it moment. It was almost a boom-nailed-it moment, but I'm actually so tired. I was yawning at the end of that, and... uh... (laughs) And it's not, has nothing to do with you or your voice. I'm just that fucking tired today. I did say if you don't currently, but people will gloss over that. Will they? Well, now if you leave this in, they're going to go back. And I'm going to leave this in 100. percent say currently instead of if you don't currently. Oh, I'm but, leaving uh, this in. Yeah, unless you want to do it again, <laughs> that's up to you. But uh, not going to do it again. All right, then. Yeah, they can deal with the currently. You're. They're going to know. They're going to know. <laughs>
They're gonna know. Love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Have a beautiful time. Goodbye now. Have a beautiful time.